Welcome to Ostensibly Ordinary Opinions. Hello. Oh, hey, guys and girls. We're not trying to discriminate based on gender here. Um, If we spoke another language, by saying guys, you would understand that I'm including a group of all of all listeners. It's collective. It's a collective thing. Look it up. Learn something. Rosetta Stone. Um, I hear that important and famous people use Rosetta Stone, so give it a shot. Shout out. Um, okay. Well, uh, we're just going to start going here because I don't know what Luke was going for. We're going to start with uh, issue number one, which is really no issue at all because the Packers are rolling, Luke. Yeah, he meant... Topic, I think, not issue. We're going to talk about the Packers, the Green Bay Packers from Green Bay, Wisconsin. They're a football team. They've been around for quite some time. Uh, wow, wowie to these Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers can't throw interceptions at home. The defense is playing well. I don't know if you know this, folks, but the Packers' defense, which is still highly criticized, has only allowed more than 20 points twice this season. And talking about a high-scoring league and the defense only allowing 20 points or less or fewer, uh, really quite incredible. The defense causes, defense causes turnovers. The special teams even made a play this last week, although the special teams also kind of had a few blunders as well. Um, but overall, things are coming together for this Packers team. Okay, so... Let me break it down for you. I'm going to tell you something that no one else has been saying. I'm going to tell you the actual reason why the Packers are doing so well. You listen to ESPN. You listen to other sports outlets. Everyone's saying Aaron Rodgers is hot, and you've got to take the Packers as long as Aaron Rodgers is hot. That is but one part of it. That is the first part of this puzzle. It is a corner piece, you might say, if you were to make the frame first and then fill in the puzzle, which is a common puzzle Making practice. Yes, that's a traditional, traditional, traditional strategy. strategy. So, part one: Aaron Rodgers is hot. Aaron Rodgers is on fire. Aaron Rodgers cannot be stopped. Thus, the offense cannot be stopped because when Aaron Rodgers cannot be stopped, well, then you're not going to waste time trying to stop the run or other things, screen games, short passes. The offense dominates. By the end of the first quarter, the game's already in question. These past two weeks. By halftime, the Packers already essentially have won. That makes the defense's job a lot easier. A lot easier. And now let's say that the defense is out there on the field playing with a 20-point cushion. Well, they're not going to have to worry too much about the run at that point. Right, Luke? Right. The defensive line can just pin their ears back, rush the passer. They don't have to worry about run contain and filling their lanes. They can just go after the quarterback. And so that makes their job easier. And there is talent on this Packers defense. In fact, I'd say the secondary is pretty talented. Safety play is really elevated this year. Um, Last two weeks we saw Micah Hyde, although his one play was special teams. He's also been playing uh, incredible defense. Uh, Clay Matthews moved to inside linebacker, outside linebacker, uh, upside-down linebacker, whatever other (laughs) position you might want to attribute to him. Um, He's just marvelous player of extremely high caliber. Um, This team is rolling. And they don't look to be stopping anytime soon. No, not to be overlooked. 
I believe in five of the last six games, Matt Flynn has come in because the games have been in hand for the Packers. Um, that's that's one way to keep your quarterback healthy. Yeah, as uh, as I saw today on ESPN.com, Matt Flynn was described as the human celebration cigar, which I thought was a very, very uh, fun, appropriate phrase. Yeah, that was kind of neat. Um, just You see the numbers Aaron Rodgers is putting up right now. Just think if he played a full 60 minutes. Yeah, um, there's no doubt he probably would have thrown eight, in- eight uh, touchdowns. Interceptions? No, no, no interceptions most likely. <laughs> eight touchdowns against the Bears. And, you know, maybe six or seven or against the uh, Eagles. I mean, those are – the Bears one's pretty legitimate. Eagles, who knows what would happen. But it's definitely good for them at this year that they can, you know, rest Rodgers and, you know, do, do well because it's pretty cool. Yeah, it sure is. So let's talk about the other teams on top of the NFL. And let's go first to the AFC, the Patriots. Um Many people think that right now they are the best team in the NFL, Luke. Uh, they just came off of an impressive win over Indianapolis where um, the run game could not be stopped. Um, as we know, Tom Brady is talented, although that Indianapolis game, he made a couple uncharacteristic mistakes. Yeah, Indianapolis and Denver, the pretty clear favorites in the AFC. We'll talk about Denver a little bit later. Uh, New England, like you said, Tom Brady did not look like Tom Brady at all. He looked like a second-year quarterback. Um, second year, second year, second year, okay. quarterback, um, making some crazy throws. The one where it was a play action and he turned around and just threw it up. I don't know if he didn't think the safety was gonna be there, but trust me, the safety was there and had a pretty easy pick. Maybe he was too busy, you know, feeling his second year and just being amazed. Yeah, because most people only have one year. Well, maybe Tom Brady. Didn't. They are not like Malchus. Look it up. Um, but, yeah, Jonas Gray pounded the ball. I think he had 30 carries or something like that. 199 yards, four touchdowns. Um, you don't really see a running game too often from the from the New England Patriots. They've had Kevin Falk and Lawrence Maroney in years past. Um, but... Never really that substantial of a running game because they've never needed it with Tom Brady. Uh, the weapons aren't aren't there as they have been in the past for Tom Brady, and as the as the weather turns, running the ball is not a bad thing to have. Yeah, it certainly is not, and uh, only only time will tell if the uh, Patriots can keep up their winning ways, where some guy goes down and. Someone else comes in, and just based on uh, being the Patriots, you know, they put it together. Uh, very intriguing matchup coming up here uh, when the Patriots play the Packers. Uh, perhaps the game of the year thus far. Yeah, it's sure to be billed as a potential Super Bowl preview. Um, Vegas today came out with some Super Bowl odds. Las Vegas, the city in Nevada. Yeah, that might confuse some people. Vegas is not, not a person, not a, not person. a singular person. Not, in, a, not a corporation. It's a group of odds makers. Also not Las Vegas, New Mexico, which is a nice town, but it's not, not Las Vegas. Nice town, but not very well known, Not doesn't have the gambling. Las Vegas, Nevada, odds makers. Came out with some odds. Super Bowl favorite, Green Bay Packers. Second was the Patriots. Third was the Broncos. Fourth and fifth, 
Oh boy. Fifth was oh fourth was Arizona. Mm, maybe not Arizona. Fifth was for sure. Oh, and now I just lost this one too. Uh, fifth was the Niners. I was surprised about that. I'm not sure about fourth anymore. So you're welcome for that gold nugget of information. You're welcome. Um, John, I promised our listeners we would talk about the Broncos. They just lost 22-7 to to the St. Louis Rams. Tell me about it. Well, I was reading today about sports, which is something I like to do. And this one particular writer, who I don't actually know who he was, I probably didn't even bother to look at his name because it was such routine information, uh, pointed out that Monte Ball, Emmanuel Sanders, Julius Thomas were all injured in that Rams game, missed a significant part of the game. And there's no doubt that that hurts. I mean, those are all... Those are all uh, athletes of a high caliber, and when they're not on the field, you know, they're replacements. They're they're also athletes of high caliber, but obviously they're not starting, so that says something. Um, But yeah, the Rams attacked Peyton Manning with pressure, which uh, rattled him, uh, very evident. And, you know, this isn't the time to worry about the Broncos. Um, They're still one of the better teams in the AFC. Um, but shows that they have some weaknesses. Yeah, um, like you said, the injuries, and then Peyton Manning didn't look like the traditional Peyton Manning on Sunday either. I didn't see much of the game, but from the from the bits and pieces I saw, he didn't look like regular Peyton Manning. He didn't look like regular Peyton Manning. He didn't look like Eli Manning either, which uh, which is a good thing because <laughs> Eli Manning threw five interceptions. <laughs> Um, but we don't need to talk about that because the Giants are not the top team in the NFC or the AFC or, or the CFL or NFL Europe, which doesn't exist anymore. Not yet. Not anymore yet. Anyways, you see where I'm going with that. Um, John, should we talk about the Niners? How about let's talk about the AFC West team that actually has a good record. Okay. The Cardinals? Yeah, they not sure if you heard about them. They're in the AFC West. NFC West. Yeah, you know, that happens every now and then. A every little slip of then. the tongue, a little slip of the tongue. Arizona Cardinals. Boy, went to Detroit. Did they? Cause did they were they buying cars or something? <laughs> they were buying, <laughs> buying cars before their game. Yeah, and, and then, then they, they went, went back, back to, to Arizona. Yeah, to Glendale um, University of and then, Stadium. Believe it or not, a team from Detroit came to Arizona to play them. A football team. A very good football team, the Detroit Lions, who's also been struggling with a little bit of injuries, not nearly to the extent of the Denver Broncos. But Arizona, their defense put together an amazing football game. And Drew Stanton getting it done just enough for the Cardinals to make it to 9-1, and John. Best record since they since they were the Chicago Cardinals. Yeah, uh, Bruce Arians has a aggressive offensive, you know, game plan style week in week out. They like to throw the ball deep. They like to you know take shots, and it worked this last week. Even though Drew Stanton threw two interceptions, uh, they were able to make enough big plays. And of course, that defense is what they've been relying on for you know the past three years, and they've been been competitive. Absolutely, John. We've talked enough talked enough NFL. Okay. I mean, I don't know who, who gave you the authority to, to judge that. Do you have some kind of ruler? You know what? Let's talk more NFL. NFC South. 
The uh, four, four, I think we're good, Luke. Let's four let's and move six on. Falcons are in first place. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Does no does nobody in that division want to win? I I don't know. I think we'll just leave that question hanging out there and we'll move on from the NFL. Amen to that. Amen. <laughs> Lots of viewers or listeners will understand that one. Yeah, viewers. Luke still thinks that we're gonna get on TV. Um, it's probably because uh, some people classify him as hyper attractive. Um, it's it's a term that you could, should go look up on the dictionary online because it's easier than a book dictionary and it's also a more modern term. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, those are people that classify me as that are kind of crazy though. Luke, have you ever have you ever heard of a institution where where students are present and they're trying to learn um it's not required not required learning but you know some would call it higher learning i think they call it sounds like college yeah it's a college um they also play sports there one of them which Mm. is basketball which at the division one level has just started that's amazing folks we've got the duke michigan state game rolling right now and the highly touted freshman center, Okafer from Duke. He started the game 4-4-4. Four for four. The team started the game 7-7, seven for seven, and Duke is rolling. Um, they scored 100 points in each of their first two games. They're playing a good Michigan State team, and they look pretty dominant in the early going. Yeah, this really isn't the time of the year for upsets. Um, you know, when teams like Wisconsin are playing Northern Kentucky, the Norse, um, didn't even know that there were that many people who who were uh, interested in Norwegian history in <laughs> Kentucky, but apparently there is. Um, uh, Wisconsin's an intriguing team. Big Ten uh, returning most of their players from last year, including Frank Kaminsky. Um, preseason All-American, preseason player of the year. Made it to the Final Four last year. Um, I would expect nothing less from them this year. Like I said, they've got pretty much the same players. Bo Ryan's teams always play a, you know, play a shutdown defense, find the open shot game, and the fact that they have Kaminsky just allows them to be a little more flexible, as we saw last year. Kaminsky gives them the inside presence. Kaminsky can hit from the outside. Uh, he can draw fouls and take it to the free throw line, and he's a decent defender too. Um, number one, of course, again, Kentucky Wildcats. Nobody is really into the Wildcats anymore. I mean, we're kind of sick of seeing them. All these one-and-done guys, you don't really get an affinity with the team that the players aren't there every year for four years or even three years. Um, Like the Badgers, who traditionally have guys that go through the the program a little longer. Um, I guess I'll get off my soapbox a little bit, and Kentucky is going to be a good team. They've got a lot of talent, uh, top recruiting class, year after year. Coach Calipari knows what he's doing. They've got a game tonight against Kansas. Should be an interesting early test for the young guys. Yeah, uh, Calipari always always uh, seems to be able to get his team to work together, even though he's put all these top recruits who have been the stars, you know, coming out of their very prestigious you know, high school teams. Um, and they manage to get it together by the time tournament rolls around. So we look forward to a long basketball season, and especially we look forward to March because that's when everyone actually cares about college basketball. 
Yeah, college basketball is a little more important than NBA during the regular season. But, yeah, uh, popularity just astronomically skyrockets in March. Um, always an exciting time of the year. Yes, it is. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk about something that was incredible this weekend that happened. Uh, you probably heard about it if you like sports, because today is Tuesday, and tomorrow will be Wednesday, and that might be when you listen to this most likely. I'll give you a hint. 4084. I'll give you another hint. College. Badgers. Wisconsin. I guess that wasn't inferred from Badgers. Football. Running back. Um, yards. Touchdowns. But mostly yards. Average. And a lot of yards. Um, Melvin Gordon? Yeah, Melvin Gordon. Uh... He had a record-setting performance this uh, weekend. 408 yards rushing. And uh, just a little little note there, you know. He did that in three quarters. Three quarters! The guy had like 25, 26 carries. Um, hello? Yeah, much like Aaron Rodgers, uh, not seeing a lot of the fourth quarter that game was Melvin Gordon. And and believe it or not, the, the football badgers... Weren't playing Northern Kentucky, the Norse. They were playing the Blackshirts of Nebraska. Yeah, this was supposed to be a uh, a big Big Ten matchup that with implications for Nebraska uh, in terms of their standing for, uh, you know. Yeah, if Nebraska won this end. game, they probably would have made the Big Ten championship. But um, they forgot Still how to play. Shot at the playoffs. Forgot how to play defense, especially that that one where you tackle a guy before he runs for 408 yards. Um, kind of missed that one. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Was it Speaking not? of Nebraska, it's time for Bo to go. Uh, they've had talent the last few years, but they have not been. They have not been making those big seasons they're having at least four losses a season and they're too talented a program to consistently be having three four losses yeah you only go back about uh, 15 years and nebraska was a very prestigious program you know they were winning championships um you go to lincoln nebraska on a saturday when when the corn huskers are playing and there's there's nobody out you know that's when you that's when you go hit the down because you're the only one out there, um, and I'm sure it's still the same because that's the way Cornhuskers fans are. But you know, come on, Nebraska, give those people something. Yeah, it'd be really nice to see that that program come back to prominence. Uh, a classy program. Um, Bo, get, Bo Pelini, on the other hand, um, throwing temper temper tantrums. Temper. Tempter tantrums, Temptress you know. tantrums. Yeah, just all of them. Just put a couple syllables and then a tantrum, and he's doing that. Yep, make sure it starts with a T so you got a little alliteration going. Try saying a little alliteration fast. A little alliteration, wow. a little alliteration. Yes, it, it becomes quite the That's tongue tumbler. Um, John, college football. <laughs> Another big game this weekend, Alabama. Taking down number one Mississippi State. Um, the big rankings come out tonight. Uh, a lot of controversy there. Oregon will be in there. Florida State will be in there. 
Alabama sure to be in there now. Uh, questionable on the fourth spot. Yeah, it's it's getting close to that time where we're gonna we're gonna start to really see who's gonna get that playoff because that's the natural progression of a season. As you get closer to the end, you see what's going to happen. And like like basketball fans in March, people are getting excited. <sighs> yes, excuse me. Obviously, excuse you're not me, too listeners. For that yawn, um, that's the beauty of football, though, going back to this point. Um, every game matters. NFL, college, every game matters. It's not like an 82-game season in, let's say, professional basketball where, okay, you lose a couple and you're not really too worried because you got plenty more to make up for it. Uh, that's that's the great thing about football. It certainly is. Um, that about does it for us today. Uh, got a little bit here left at the end. Don't go running off. Don't go, you know, running outside. Don't leave your computer on if you're going outside because that's just wasting energy, you know? Put it on sleep or standby or something like that. I don't even know if those are valid terms anymore. Hibernate? Anyway, we've, we've got a little bit more for you here. I was going to, at this point, bring up the little... ESPN Matt Flynn comment, which I thought was clever. I was going to give them credit for that, but I already did that. So I'm going to give you a couple other little things, news and notes, tips and tidbits. Um, First of all, I was reading today that the NHL is going to do away with the dry scrape before overtimes now. Um, It was was just taking too much time uh, for an overtime that was only going to last like five minutes anyway. John, could you explain to our view- to our listeners? Boy, I just love the term viewers. Viewers, yeah, you really want to be on TV. Yeah, could you explain to our listeners who may not know what a dry scrape is? Well, we're probably gonna we're probably gonna run a little long now, but anyway, when you when you go to an ice arena, you look at that ice, and it's smooth. And why is that smooth? Well, there's this big machine called a zamboni. The zamboni drives on the ice. And it scrapes the ice and also puts down a layer of water. It's all very technical. Um, it's actually very interesting how they work. Anyway, usually the Zamboni scrapes off the top layer of the ice that's all cut up from skates because skates are metal and metal and ice, you know, like wear down, you know. So it scrapes off that old ice and then lays down some new ice with the water. And it's all very fancy and there's no bubbles in the water and stuff. It's pretty cool. But... Uh, dry scrape they don't put water down they just scrape off that top snow as it's called uh, you know layer of the ice and so it's a much better surface for you know playing offense and skating around fast and good puck passes but when you're only going to play five minutes of overtime it's it's really not worth it i guess because the players are saying it it just too much dead time breaks up momentum and stuff and not worth it beautifully done john thank you folks god bless Enjoy your week. Apparently Luke doesn't want to hear about um, how Powerade didn't think his claim was legit. Um, tweeted at them, and they, they did not respond, uh, which I don't blame them for. Um, got better things to do. Yeah, thanks, Powerade, you big corporation. You ignoring us, the little guys. You can go on ESPN, won't you? Thank you, Powerade, for being a uh, big-time competitor to Gatorade, keeping prices competitive there. Um Monopolies are never fun for the consumer. Unless it's the board game. Then it can be fun. Unless you get into an altercation with your friends. And family. And the game lasts 11 hours and you skip Thanksgiving dinner because of it. Folks, have a good week. We'll get one more in before Thanksgiving. I'll tell you all about Thanksgiving next week. 
Um, if you don't know what that is, or if you live in a different country and don't celebrate it at this time of the year, then why are you listening to this podcast? Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your week. Enjoy each other. And God bless you all. Good night and whammo.